Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Always Never Write Podcast, a podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are wondering how the fuck that happened. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Tina Biggs. And tonight we are talking about how to attain balance during the holidays, something I'm very, very shitty at, but that's why Same. I'm never. <laughs> In order to achieve this um, holiday nirvana, tonight we're drinking what we call the Harmony. And please, Jillian, do tell us more about this beautiful drink. I hope you love it. This is a very well-balanced drink, I think. That's why we called it the Harmony. It's bourbon. It has peach puree and ginger beer. It's very, very simple. Um, It's got a little bit of squeeze of lime right at the end. Um, In the right proportions, though, it just sings out the most beautiful, balanced harmony imaginable. As always, check out alwaysneverwrite.com for the proportions, and you can make one yourself and enjoy it with us while we're discussing. What do you think? you like it? Okay. I adore it because for one thing okay not strictly bourbon i used angel's envy rye which has that nice brown sugar background Mm -hmm. and i did make my own peach puree because simple cooking shit i can handle very very basic simple cooking shit and i made my own peach puree today and oh my gosh it tastes like i'm drinking a peach cobbler in the best possible way i'm so happy right now oh i use store-bought peach puree Cause that's what I had and I did use angels envy, but not the rye. I used the regular angels envy bourbon. Um, but it's still delicious and I think it's amazing. And I tried, I made this the other day cause I was like, mm, bourbon and peaches sounds like it would be really good together. And so I put it together and I was like, Oh, that's pretty darn good. And I was like, a peach and ginger is really good together. So I dumped some ginger beer on it. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And I'm sure that there's a real drink called something with this, but for me, This is what I'm calling it. And I think it tastes incredible. And I'll be honest, I drank some earlier today because I wanted to make sure I had the proportions right. And it was really nice here in Dallas today. It was like 70. So I went and sat out on our new patio furniture that I just bought us. And we went and sat out by the pool and drank this cocktail. It was lovely. Oh, I, you know, okay, I'm going to be there in a few weeks and I expect the same treatment. Absolutely. We can sit out there. Even if it's chilly, we can put blankets on. Hell yeah. You set a high bar and I want to curl up under a blanket and a minimum and sip this. Yeah, we can totally do that. Maybe we'll even get a fire pit before then. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) I'm only coming out for your birthday, but you know, pamper the fuck out of me. I'm good with that. (laughs) Okay. So Millie's out of town right now. She went to Stick's house for Thanksgiving And she's actually going to have Thanksgiving Day, though, with my sister and my mom at my sister's house, which is really awesome. And she's excited about that. And the main reason she wanted to go see Stick, though, was because Stick and his wife got a new puppy. She was not even looking forward to it, except for seeing my sister and my mom. So at first she was like, I don't even want to go. The only reason I want to go is see Nana and Aunt Ella. But then when... Stick's wife got a new puppy. She's like, oh my God, can I go early? So I actually took her up a couple days earlier than usual um, than we had originally planned. And now she's all, I want to come home. This is stupid. I don't want to be here except for I get to go see Aunt Ella and Nana. <laughs> oh, bless so, her heart. You know, whatever. Bless her heart in the, in the non-Southern way. Doggone and it. And she's actually going to go spend the day with her friend Nina um, up in the town we were hanging out in where my mom lives 
and she's gonna hang out there and then she's gonna spend the night with nana and then she's gonna go the next day to aunt ella's and then on friday rexy and i are gonna drive up and meet them halfway and pick her up well i'm glad she's gonna have fun with aunt ella and nana that's that's Mm -hmm. good so she loves hanging out with nana she thinks it's super fun and she loves that nana farts all the time (laughs) that's like one of her favorite things I love that she farts all the time too, but for completely different reasons. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, so uh, so, so that's, that's cool. Yeah. So that's Millie's holiday, and she's that's, not over not right overextending, is she? No, but here's the cool thing: because of that, our friend, well, Rexy's going to be here, and then our friend Steve, who lives here now, and our other friend Kevin from up in the Kansas City area, he's going to come down to visit. And then another friend of T's is going to come over. And so we're going to have like a family of choice Thanksgiving. That's awesome. I love it so much. We're going to have all of our normal, like our real, you know, the delicious turkey. And I made my delicious cranberries, which I did post on the website, by the way. Yay. Which is good because you had the best recipes because you can cook. I can cook. I can cook the shit out of some cranberries. You can. Real quick, I'm going to brag. John the Brit was making stew tonight because uh, he makes a really, really kick-ass beef stew. And at one point he said to me, I need help cooking dinner. And I'm like, because uh, you know me, especially when there's a soup slash stew based item. Not good. He had me do the meat. Meat. What were you going to do to it? I was just searing it and then dumping it into the stew pot. Oh, so, that's probably in your, that's, you can probably do that. Completely in my bailiwick. So I rocked the meat searing for our beef stew and I'm very excited. Thank you very much. I want to say this is one of the reasons I love you because I literally almost said that's probably in your bailiwick, but then I left it out <laughs> and then you followed up with that. There I am. So, you know, <laughs> I have real, I have real issues because one of the very few things I can't cook. And that's like when I put it in a slow cooker or something, I suck at like roast beef. Really? I suck at that. Yeah. Wow. Even slow cooker roast beef turns out tough. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Oh. See, okay, it's so in a complete aside here, but my mom used to really, really kick butt at the slow cooker cooking. Of course, my my mom can do all kinds of cooking extraordinarily yeah. well. I'm sure your mom's really good at it. Oh my gosh. But she used to make these beautiful slow cooker meals when she started working full time again. Sure. And one of them was um, she cooked a pot roast one night with all the veggies. She had everything set. It was all in there. It was beautiful. She put a four pound roast in the fucking slow cooker. Uh, my brother, and granted, he was a teenage boy at the time, but he came home and thought it was leftovers and ate it as a snack. <laughs> that sounds like Millie. She's so hungry all the time lately. I'm like, uh, what the hell, child? Uh, AJ, literally, too. She'll eat an entire Subway, like a foot-long Subway sandwich, and then she'll be like, do you want the rest of your sandwich? She'll eat and more than one foot. I mean, and I guess they're not a full foot, but come on. It's crazy. And I, I don't understand. There's something about the teenage, like a switch flips and all yeah. of a sudden they can eat pounds upon pounds of food. 
Well, think about it. It's like when you're a baby and you sleep all the time because all you're doing is eating, sleeping, and pooping because you're growing so much and adapting so much and learning so much. And your body and your brain and all that stuff is developing. It's the same when you're a teenager. Like, Then there's those middle years between baby and teenager where you're growing and there's that stuff happening, but it's not quite so exponential. And then when you hit teenager and your hormones start happening, then it's all that again. Wow. Okay, so I guess theoretically we're still on the theme of balance. Sure. I think so, we are. Yeah. So we'll bring it back around to holiday balance. I'm sorry uh, I took us I do way want to. far yeah. afield, so I tried to pull I, us back. It's okay. Good good job. Yay, I actually me. wanted to start with something that Matt Lauer, of all people, said once. Are we really going to trust Matt Lauer? Just want to put that out there. Yeah. Well, let me just say it, and then you can decide. Okay. So one time Matt Lauer was talking about Christmas and he was talking about how many people spoil their children throughout the year. And I don't mean spoil them, like make them spoiled brats. I mean, your kid wants something and you get it for them. And it makes Christmas sort of lose some of its sheen because it's not as special. They're getting their, they're getting the presents that they want throughout the year. They're getting the things like if there's something that they really want, they ask for it and we get it for them. And okay. so it's not as special. I shouldn't have, when you said Sheen, I thought Charlie Sheen, and then I snort laughed to myself. And uh, But do go on. <laughs> you didn't even hear the rest of what I said, did you? No, I didn't. Please repeat that. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, spoiling people throughout the year, Charlie Sheen. I'm following. No, wait, I'm off in Nala. <clears throat> I'm in another world now. Please bring me back. So basically what I said was, because <gasps> we, we buy them presents throughout the year, not necessarily as presents, your kid says, hey, I really want this thing, so we go and get it for them. We don't make them wait for some special occasion like Christmas. So Christmas loses some of its luster. It doesn't have that same, I've been waiting all year and maybe I'll get this one thing I've been hoping for because they've gotten the things they've hoped for all year. Mm. So it's not as important to them during that time. Like a stop clock? Matt Lauer is right twice a day. There you go. We'll concede. It, you know, and I think that's true because I think that I know I tend to, if Millie comes up and says there's something in particular she wants and it's within my ability to get it for her, I'll look and see if it's something that I feel like would be beneficial for her right then. And if it is, I'll get it. I don't make her wait six months or whatever till Christmas. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm very grateful for John the Brit because he's much more hard down on that than I am because I mean depending on what it is if it's a $10 item we'll probably get it anyway but if it's 50 or up John the Brits for or 30 or up John the Brits very good about what the fuck no save it for Christmas yeah well John the Brits kind of a tightwad in fairness um and I'm actually much better at it than T is I can remember one particular time when Millie famously came into our bedroom one day and was like, oh, I have always wanted a Nintendo DS. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I've never heard you ever say that once ever. And T heard, I got to go get her a Nintendo DS. <laughs> get to Best Buy. And he's like, I should get two because then I can play with her. And I'm like, all right, if you think so. <laughs> so we ended up with two Nintendo DSs. She played with hers like three times. He plays with his a little bit more. He still plays with it occasionally, but I don't even think she knows where hers is. So, 
I hope it was a lesson to him. But, you know, the next week when she was like, ah, I've always wanted to join the Bolshoi Ballet. <laughs> the week after that when she was like, ah, I've always wanted to be a rodeo clown. At least he thought a little bit harder about it, you know? Oh, my gosh. I love T so much. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's a metrosexual in the best possible way. Right? Yeah, he is. Oh gosh. So yeah, you know, I I I um I'm always buying the electronic gizmos for John the Brit and he always goes, Oh no, why did you do that? But he always takes them and he plays with them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I consider that I still fucking win. Ha ha ha. Oh yeah. but she confessed something to me um about two or three days ago. Uh, he found out Elton John is coming to St. Louis in concert, uh-huh. which you know me and Elton John. Yeah. And he goes, honey, I'm so sorry. I looked at the ticket prices and as much as I wanted to get you a ticket to an Elton John concert in, um, you know, to for Christmas, I couldn't do it because I felt I'd feel like I was spending your money. But um, to get you tickets you deserved, it would have been over a thousand dollars. And I'm like, where were the cheap tickets? <laughs> right. Just like, so I'd go cheap tickets. Yeah, but you've seen Elton John. I know, but it doesn't mean I don't want to see him again. He's gorgeous and amazing. I totally get it. But that was a great t- concert. I mean, it oh, really was. But you have seen him once. I have. He did fulfill a lifetime dream of mine to at least see him in concert once before I died. Yeah. So. Remember I lost my voice for like an entire week after that? And I seem to remember both John the Brit and Stick cheering, but I could be wrong. That was hilarious. They did think it was funny. I felt bad for you, but I will admit I was kind of sniggering myself. I thought it was funny, too, a little bit, but not that it lasted that long. I, I felt so bad for you, but we were right under the AC. So that Yeah, we were. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I've led us so far afield again because it's what I do. So balance is what we were getting to. Yes. Okay. That's what we were getting to. I'm trying really hard to pull us back again. I suck. So how do you, especially when Nina was younger, how did you balance wanting to give her nice things against wanting to just do better than DB? Funny you should phrase it that way, because I was just thinking about that. What I did, um, especially during my single mom phase, um, I very much tried to do things that at the age of three and four and five, she would find amazing and beautiful and awesome, but that really didn't cost me much money because children are easily amused. Um, So I remember the first year we were separated uh, one of the things I did for her was I completely repainted all of her bedroom furniture and my sister helped um, sew like this okay helped my sister sewed this giant beautiful pink kind of gossamer looking um, canopy for the bed Mm -hmm. and she came home and was just like And her little three-year-old brain just popped. It was gorgeous. And then another year, um, I made a whole bunch of bead jewelry for the office craft fair. And I collected all the money from everything I sold because I made some pretty kick-butt 
be jewelry in the early 2000s. Um, <laughs> and I, and I bought her a Game Boy. And oh. I saved up for that hard. Of course, that was also during the period when I would tell, uh, tell, I almost called DB Stick. Thank you. I blame you. That's um, my fault. Sorry. That, yeah, it totally is. For once, you're wrong. <laughs> so it's rare. So I'm going to enjoy that moment. No, you're not wrong. I was wrong. But I digress. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had told Stick that I was doing that. So you said Stick. Oh, motherfucker. I told DB I was doing that. So to tell everyone in his family, this gift is mine. No one else get her this. Get her games for it. So what happened? They bought her one, too. And I was so livid because I worked so hard to collect the money to get that for. Um, And then the year after that, you know, I I bought a I got a secondhand TV from my sister. I got a secondhand PlayStation set from you. Um, And I went and I, I just picked up little things I knew she'd like. But didn't cost a lot of money, but it was stuff I knew she wanted and would like and would enjoy. And that meant the world to her. And that's how I balanced having no fucking money at all, but still making sure my kid didn't feel left out at all. And that's a lesson I absolutely learned from my parents because still to this day, one of the best Christmases I ever remember is when mom and dad gave me a trunk for Christmas that when I opened the trunk was filled with all kinds of dress up gowns and oh, wigs yeah. and mom had just chucked some of her old wigs in there and sewed a whole bunch of stuff from a bunch of like, um, uh, patterns. No, I, I don't know why I can't come up with her remnants from the oh, fabric sure. store. And she had sewn all kinds of little dress-up gowns from it and everything. It was still, like, the best Christmas I remember from my childhood, getting all that. And I just had such a blast playing dress-up. And it didn't – it still cost money, but it didn't cost a whole lot of money. But I was happy. I was so happy. Yeah, we always had dress-ups, too. I mean, my parents had found them in the attic of this place we lived when I was young, when I was, like, two. They lived in this old place in – in Cleveland and in Shaker Heights and up in the attic, they found this trunk full of clothes and the guy's like, you can have those. So they had them and there was like a wedding dress and this velvet cloak. And there was all of this amazing stuff that we used to use for dress ups. It was so amazing. And yeah, we wore the shit out of that stuff. Um, I think when kids are younger, it's easier to achieve that balance because it's the things like that, that really give them the long-term memories. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can go to the Goodwill and, you know, buy prom dresses for $3 and give them, you know, $25 worth of prom dresses. And they're like, yes, I look beautiful. I'm a princess. (laughs) I know. Oh, my gosh. I think for, for me, I try very hard to listen to what she says she wants and weigh it against what I know she actually wants. Mm. She may say, I've always, my whole life, I've always wanted a Nintendo DS. And I'm like, you've never, ever said that before in your whole life, ever. Mm. But I know that you really say you want a new basketball. Uh. And so I'll get her a basketball and like basically she's always been ball ball motivated I'll say they call it 
With dogs, they call it high ball drive. <laughs> like <laughs> the dogs that do like stuff at the the airport to sniff out drugs and stuff, those dogs are trained because they have high ball drive and they're rewarded with balls and with toys and stuff. Millie has high ball drive and she has always had that. Balls have been her life forever. And pretty much anytime she's been able to pick out something, you say, what would you like? Let's go pick out a a reward. We would go to the store and she'd be like, I want to look at everything. Okay. And like, you're going to get a ball. Let's just go look at the balls. I'm not going to get a ball this time. Okay. So we spent an hour at the store and I say, okay, we're going to leave in 10 more minutes. Okay. We've decided we've looked at all these things. There's like four things we've narrowed it down to, and we're going to end up with a ball. It's always <laughs> going to be a ball. It might even be two balls. Sometimes she can find a three pack of balls. That's what it's going to be. The more balls, the better. She had a box full of balls. She had a bucket full of balls. Balls have always been the be-all, end-all for her. So, you know, if I can get her a ball, I know I'm going to win. <laughs> I actually remember being at a Walgreens near your house in that one Midwest city. And we went, they had balls there. And you're like, oh, I haven't seen that ball before. I'll get that for later. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll reward ball. her for something. I've seen that before. New ball. <laughs> Look at that new ball. That's a purple ball. She doesn't have a purple ball. She was, but you know what though? I have the cutest video of her dribbling a basketball at the age of two and a half. And Aww. she's like, she goes, I'm Millie and I too. And she's a dribble, 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 dribble. She is naturally athletic. She's very athletic and she can do a lot of things with a ball. <laughs> she. <laughs> She tried out for volleyball at school the very first week, like the very first week of school. She tried out for volleyball and they're like, she said, I want to do this. And I'm like, okay, do it. (laughs) Not knowing what we were getting into. And so she did. And first day she comes home and she said, I was the first kid ever to be able to serve over the net five times in a row. And I'm like, okay, that's really cool. She said, the coach came up and said to me, I'm not saying you're going to make it, but you might want to go buy some knee pads. (laughs) Okay. I just have to say, I feel like we need a um, sexual blueprint podcast crossover right now, but it's your daughter. So I'm going to drop that thought. I think that's true. I think you should definitely drop that because we're definitely not talking about anything sexual. We're talking about volleyball. I don't, I'm just totally having the brain of a 12-year-old right now. I apologize. You need to eat. I'm going to send John Britt a note and be like, bring her some stew. I know, because the stew's not done yet, damn it. I've got to get on this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, oh, my gosh. You need your hot beef? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I need a hot beef injection. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. Well done. Oh my gosh, this is why we're friends. (laughs) That actually brings me to a totally unrelated topic. We're going to have a crossover episode coming up in January where we're going to co-promote with our friend, um, Rebecca Mullins. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. With our friend, Rebecca Mullins. And uh, it's going to be a really interesting, I'll call it R rated episode. Yes. uh, Rebecca does a podcast called sexual blueprint with their husband Tim and um I I can hear him blushing 
over the speakers as I listen to that, and it cracks me the fuck up. So we're planning on, on a really interesting episode coming up in January. So I hope you guys will tune in for that. That should be really fun. So that was a complete aside and a, and a free promotion for them um, and a pre-promotion for us. But let's move back to the holidays. Let's do Achieving Balance. Part, Achieving of, it balance. As, part of it, as we mentioned in the previous um you know, how to deal with holiday episodes. Part of achieving balance is ignoring the Aunt Bettys of the world. True. Um, I'm ignoring the Aunt Bettys of the world by not interacting with them at all. Go this you. holiday season, I am not. So for Thanksgiving, I have zero Aunt Bettys. For Christmas, I'm actually going to be here in, in town again. And we're not going home back to the Midwest. Um, I have to work. And... T has to work. Millie will be going back for a little while and possibly my mom, when Millie comes back home, um, my mom may come back with her, but it'll all depend on how she's feeling. She's been under the weather. So, you know, good thoughts out to her. We'll see. But in the meantime, I'm not having to spend time with family that I don't want to spend time with, which is very liberating. Go you. That's awesome. I, I, on the other hand, am um, John the Brit and I made the decision a couple days ago. I am not spending time with family. I really, really, really want to spend time with because um, I just haven't, you know, we, we mentioned surgery in the last episode and I've been having a few not serious issues by any means, just painful issues because apparently I am a sensitive fucking snowflake and I have a reaction to every conceivable type of medical tape out there. I do too. I have to be really careful. I must be a closet redhead. That's so. why I always like on my tattoos. That's why I always take off the stuff ahead of time. Cause I get that rash. There we go. Yeah. I had a, um, I had to go in and have all of the surgical tape. But you wouldn't think surgical tape would cause an issue, but oh no, no I I was blistering and everything. Yeah, it does for me too. I have yeah. the same problems. So I'm almost completely reliant on the binder. I have tiny bits of reliance on a teeny tiny, the tiniest bit possible of um, medical tape to hold two, only two bandages in place. Um, because I have to hold it in place in a serious, in a serious way. Um, but I had to finally, um, I talked to my sister on the phone today and I finally had to say, I'm so sorry. I can't come back for Thanksgiving as much as I want to. And I, um, I, um, I think I did a good job. I don't think she noticed at all, but I almost cried because I want to see my family. I have a beautiful, we've mentioned before, I have a beautiful mother. I'm an amazing sister. I have an awesome um, brother, their families are both entirely amazing and I'm not going to be able to go see them, but I've got to recover or I'm not going to take care of yourself. I have to take care of myself. And this year that is my balance. Take care of myself. We talked in another episode about putting on your own oxygen mask first. Yes, we did. I found another, I won't get into why, but I found another, um, analogy for it. And um, you you can't pour from an empty glass. That's true. And right now my glass is empty. Yep. You have to take care of yourself. You really do. 
And that's a hard lesson to learn. I mean, especially during the holidays, we tend to overextend ourselves. We tend to want to do everything for everybody at all the time. And we, we also have the things that we want to do and we have to leave time. You have to leave time to rest. You have to leave time to recuperate. You have to leave time for all of the other mundane pieces too, that you have to accomplish and you can't always do everything. No. Some years you just can't. Like today, um, I had to literally in the middle of the afternoon just lay down and rest for recovery purposes. And well, it was you it was just hard. had major surgery. It's a thing that has to happen. Your body's still recovering. And here's the thing to keep in mind. Go you don't go home for Thanksgiving this year and something God forbid something happened to your mother the following Monday. She still will know that you loved her. She still will know you wanted to be there. Everything, nothing changes by the fact that you actually weren't there for that. You will still be there in spirit. You will still be there. You'll call her. You'll talk to them. You'll be able to be part of the day, even if you're not there physically. And that's a good point, because one thing I love my family for is um, my sister will get her, her iPad, mm-hmm. and we will FaceTime, and I'll still get there to talk go. to everybody. There you go. And that's the important thing, is they know how much you want to be there. It's not like you're not there because you're like a douchebag about it. Like sure. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're putting your own needs in an appropriate spot. You aren't a douchebag at all. That's my ex-husband's job to be the DB. That's true. That's true. He's the DB. And, you know, I think it's also important we model this type of behavior for our children. I think so, too. I think it's okay for us to show our kids it's okay to prioritize yourself sometimes. Mm. And, And sometimes you even have warring factions within yourself. You have this is the piece of myself that has to take care of my health. And this is the things that I would rather do. But this is the thing that has to take priority because without this health piece, I can't do any of the other things that I want to do or need to do. And I say this with all due respect to my parents, because you know, I love them and they were beautiful people. Um, They rarely, if ever put themselves first, they always put us kids first. Um, so today laying down for that hour or two that I did was hard for me because AJ wanted to do stuff and I had to say, no, I felt guilty, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, my, my parents did amazing things. They, we always felt loved. We always felt treasured, but, um, they really should have put themselves first from time to time, and they never, ever did. I want AJ to know it's okay to put yourself first. So I laid down. Yep. And I think that that's really good. And it's something that I try to do. Um, Millie oh, is very sensitive to that sort of thing. You're kind of shit at it, though, because you're, for one thing, you're an oldest child. I'm a youngest child, so it's easier for me to be a little <laughs> bit selfish. <laughs> I remember, though, when I was a single mom, and it was just me and Millie, and I had the worst migraine. And I 
I, I like couldn't even, and Millie had gotten up and, you know, we were, it was morning and we were trying to do things. And I was like, nope, nope, it's not going to happen right now. I'm not going to be able to do it. And so I just put on the backyard again and I was laying there and Millie was so kind. And she asked me, like, I had like a washcloth next to my bed that I had had on my head. And she asked me if I wanted her to go get the washcloth wet for me again. Aww. And I, I asked, I said, yes, that would be very nice. And so she did that. And of course she brought it back completely sopping wet. And I just wrung it out. (laughs) I just wrung it out on the, on the, on the rug there and put it on my head. And I said, Oh, that's so perfect. You did such a good job, but it was kind of her to do that. It was very kind as, as, you know, a four year old doing that kind of thing, you know, and then I had this tremendous overwhelming guilt because my four year old is taking care of me. But then I thought that maybe it was okay because I was teaching her that it's okay to sometimes be vulnerable and to sometimes need help. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have to point out the birth order difference just again, very slightly for just a moment. (laughs) So my daughter at the time she was an only child, but now she's an oldest child, Mm -hmm. but I had a very similar circumstance. Um, because when Nina was like four years old, I took her for a weekend vacation in a major Midwest city that had an amusement park. Uh-huh. And after six hours at the amusement park, as, as hard as I tried, I got heat exhaustion. Of course. And I'm like, okay, honey, I really know you want to ride the whirly twirly spin around ride again. But if mommy does, mommy's going to really throw up. Um, so we really need to go back to the hotel now and I will rent a movie for you on the hotel, which back then that was a huge fucking expense, but I was desperate. Sure, it's like seven bucks. <laughs> I know. Right. So, um, we had to make several stops so I could hurl on the sidewalk on my way out of the fucking amusement park, which wasn't the first time I'd puked at that emerging amusement park, but that's a whole other issue. Um, So we were walking back. When we got back to the hotel, um, Nina always wanted whatever I had because daughter and I'm her mother and she I'm modeling. So she wants it. So I made two very, very cold packs for the head, one for her and one for me. And I laid down in the bed and I put a cold pack on my head. And um, while I was dry heaving and Nina looked at me and said, do you want this one too? And that was like one of the most touching moments in her young little life that she was going to give up her little cold pack so mommy could feel better. Um, That's awesome. I know. It was so sweet. But, you know, it just kind of solidifies she's an oldest child. I'm a youngest child. I was like, yeah, fucking give it to me. I'll great. I'll, I'll take it. Thanks. Yeah. Because I'm a greedy bitch. For me... <laughs> Millie doing that, I felt this tremendous amount of guilt. I was like, oh, my God, she's taking care of me. I shouldn't let her do that. And at the same time, I was just too, I was too wiped out. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything about it. So I put on another backyard again, and I told her thank you. And I said that was so helpful and gave her all kinds of praise. And she sat and watched the backyard again. And about 20 minutes later, she got up and got me another wet rag. And I was grateful. But at the same time, that's another good balance to teach her, isn't it? That sometimes even the strongest person you know in your life has moments where they aren't that strong and they need, and they need help. And that's, and that's okay. 
that's kind of the way I looked at it. I tried very hard to look at it like I'm I'm trying to show her the balance. I'm trying to show her and and it goes back to why I left stick. You know, I tried to show her model the behavior that it's okay to put yourself as a priority. Exactly. It's totally okay. And sometimes in the holiday season, we have to do that too. If you can afford I think to do the holiday season, it's almost even more important. I mean, I have been having problems. Like the other day I woke up and my neck was like completely messed up. I don't know Ugh. what I did. I woke up one morning and like I could barely move my head. It was sort of like the day you gave yourself whiplash and you couldn't turn <laughs> your head. <laughs> Thank you. I woke you. up and I could hardly turn my head again. And I was like, what the heck? You I woke up and I thought, I have to. <laughs> you know what? There you go. <laughs> uh, I totally flipped her off. So I thought I need to go to the chiropractor. And I found a chiropractor and I went and it's I've been doing it every other day since then. And it's a million times better. And I have prioritized myself, even if it's a 15 minutes, because it, you know, takes five minutes to drive over there, takes five minutes to get treated, it takes five minutes to get home. 15 minutes. But still, that 15 minutes makes a world of difference for me. So it's worth it's it. It's totally worth it. I mean, that there's a huge balance. You know, the balance is to be struck in an everyday <clears throat> In everyday life and not just during holidays. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And that's something I try to talk to Millie about on the regular. Like, she'll say something and, you know, we kind of joke and say, it's not always about you, Millie. But <laughs> at the same time, she kind of will laugh. But at the same time, she still understands now more. Sometimes it isn't about her. Sometimes mm. I'm making a decision based on me. Sometimes I'm making a decision based on T. Sometimes I'm making a decision based on something completely outside of everything. And sometimes it is about her. Yeah. Most of the time. But well, not always. Well, hopefully Nina won't mind me saying this, but she's been having a conundrum lately because um, Benny has certain needs, but she also has two incredible friends, phenomenal women who I love and adore, um, I'll just call them K and G for lack of something better right now. Um, uh, but K and G love and adore her too. And she loves and adores them. But I keep having a reminder, you know what? Neither Benny nor K nor G are your priority right now. You need to do this. You need to go to your therapy appointment. You need to take care of this. You need to do what's not going to stress you. And it's very much your whole life you are teaching your children how to also achieve that balance. Oh, and yeah. some, sometimes that balance is prioritizing themselves because um, especially when you're a loving and caring person, your inclination is always going to be, I want to make this person's life better. But again, you cannot drink from an empty glass and you can't pour from, from an empty pitcher. So you know, make sure you've got your own shit lined up first before you try to please everyone else. So. Yeah, that's definitely true. I've had a hard time with that lately. By the way, KNG, kisses. I love you so much. And Betty, kisses. I love you so much. Everybody, I love you All so much. All y'all, we love you so much. I have so much love in my heart and I want to give it to everyone. Okay, ready to go. <laughs> 
Angel's Envy hits me hard. There we go. Love me some Angel's Envy. Motherfucker, it's beautiful. You know what, though? I feel mm-hmm. like we've kind of laid this out for folks, and, and I hope that people have maybe had a profound awakening or at the very least have heard something that'll help you over the next month or the rest of your life. I mean, exactly. Because holidays and everyday life are always going to be just what they are, regardless. I mean, holidays are kind of when it gets amplified. Yeah. But this shit applies to every day. We yeah, have to balance always. That's very, very true. And we do get through it no matter what. We get through it. Um, so just keep that in mind. Just one foot in front of the other. You'll make yeah. it through. Yeah. And at the end of the rainbow or at the end of the tunnel or whatever the shit it is you're going to get to the end of, you can relax. You can breathe. All you have to do is just keep in mind that it's about finding that balance that works for you. Yes. Yes, indeed. So find a therapist or whoever's going to help you with that. <laughs> I still go to a therapist for tune-ups because it's good. good. Therapy is good. Anyway. I digress. So yeah, our website's alwaysneverwrite.com. You can see our topics along with what we're drinking on each episode. There's also links to the Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, all that crap on the Contact Us page. And if you haven't already subscribed, please consider subscribing to us. I promise I won't over-prioritize you, but I will give you the appropriate balance prioritization. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe suggest it to some of your friends, too, because, um, oh, and if you have time to leave us a wonderful review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all of that, um, please do leave us a review. It helps us grow, and we would really, really appreciate it because we think we're amazing, and we want other people to experience the amazingness. Yeah, absolutely, and this has been a joyous and balanced episode of always never right i'm jill and i'm gina and thank you so much for making us a part of your week and we'll talk to you again later my dolls standard disclaimer always never write is in no way shape or form performed or produced by professional advice givers we've just lived a lot So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest-sit assholes.